Hey, it's me, Gavin Crawford. Every week, I'll quiz comedians about the headlines. Do you worry about kids being exposed to drag? I grew up going to see men in dresses singing every Sunday and we had to give them money, okay? <laughs> I wish they were singing show tunes and had some makeup on their hair done, right? It would have been way better. If the news has you screaming into the void, we can help with that. Because news is available on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I'd like to introduce the host for this evening, the very funny Ali Hassan. What is up, Toronto? How is everybody? It's great. Thank you, George. I want to say thanks to George over here, our music man, going back 20 years or so, George Kohler. This is awesome. I'm, I'm very, very excited to see you here. Thank you so much for coming. I, for those of you who know me, I, uh, I have four children. Some people know that. So we have two girls, and they have just, they both left. They're out of the house. They've gone to the University of Ottawa, both of them. And I don't know how people feel about stuff like this. Anybody left their children in university? This year, or recent years, yeah. Pretty, pretty emotional stuff. I didn't think I would be that emotional, but my eldest daughter, when she went a couple years ago, I remember just, she's a wonderful kid. I love her, and, and I did get a bit emotional. But at the same time, it's like, she's got a peanut allergy, you know? So it was like, you gotta get out of here for a while. You know, there's, there's things I wanna do at home. There's Indonesian satay recipes I wanna try. I have to creatively express myself too, so. She's, she's good. And then our other daughter just left. We just dropped her in September. She's also gone to Ottawa. And that was interesting too. Again, lovely kid, love her so much. But for the last six years, we've dealt with this. I failed my exam. Gets an A minus. <laughs> I failed the ninth grade on a roll. Oh my God, I'm getting kicked out of school. Some come laude? I don't even know, you know, I'm not even... Grad, grad summa cum laude? Come some grad laude? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I know it's sounding weird. Uh, it's a good thing she got. Anyway, so we miss her, but also we're kind of like, you know what, why don't you take your flair for the dramatics and share it with Ottawa. How about that? Just uh, share that with another city. It's good. It's good. We got two kids, and now we're left at home with uh, these two young perverts. And... Uh, my sons, 11 and 8. A lot of bare-ass twerking happening in the house now. That's what we... By my wife! No, I do wish. Um, no, definitely the, the boys. But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a weird time. Who, uh, you were saying that you left, your, you left your, a child at university? Where? Where did they go? Well, one of you, right, the woman who put her hand up, I thought, was the nice person to talk to in this case. Do you have a child that you left at university? Okay, but you did not put your hand up. But now you want the attention, even though you didn't want it when I was asking for it. So it's kind of, why don't we go with both of you? Let's go with a hand up first. How did, uh, where did you leave your, your child? Uh, Laurier. Laurier. Okay, so basically walking distance. I mean, Laurier is not even, you're not crying if you drop them at Laurier. That's, you can visit on a Monday morning, Laurier. That's, okay, you know what? I should have gone with you first. What is, where did you leave your, your child? Western. Western. Yeah. And how was that? How did that feel? It was a second time, so less, less. Second time. And you don't like this kid very much by the sounds of it, right? You don't, 
This, she said, this is what she said. She said, second time, so, and then she did a shoulder shrug. So this kid has not made her life pleasant, uh, clearly. I can read between the lines on things. I may not know how to pronounce Latin words, but I, uh, I know a bad child when I see one. I, you know what I learned? Very, very interesting thing. I did not know this about my 18-year-old. We're dropping her at Ottawa U. And uh, in the car, on the drive, Labor Day weekend, she tells me something that I did not know. I don't know if you know this. There's this whole generation of kids, no interest in alcohol whatsoever. 17 to 24, they don't drink. My daughter doesn't drink. Her friends don't drink. And she told me on the drive, she said, I think that, that alcohol and drugs are loserish behavior. And I, I don't know, I've never felt so proud and so personally attacked at the same time. I just, <laughs> like, those things are the foundation of this body. Maybe you can have a little respect when you talk to me, you know? But also, unbelievable, I can't believe it. No, no booze, no, no interest at all. You know who screwed it up for us? I'll tell you who screwed it up. Health Canada screwed things up for us real bad. Health Canada, you know what the recommended allowance of drinks is that you should be having? Almost zero, yeah, two, I get it too. Hey, take it easy, all right? We still have two, we're still allowed two, which is, what the, that's the pre-drink. That's the thing you had before you went. Just a couple of beers to settle the stomach before I get the tequila in me so that I don't feel too wild inside, right? What is two? Two is nothing, this is insane. Do you know what it used to be? What did it used to be? It was 15, sir. You did not live your life when you had the opportunity. He said five. This man is gonna be filled with regrets for the rest of his life. It was 15. That was 15, but that was a tough sell too. I was, I mean, I, it took me 12 years to convince my wife, 15 drink. That's why I'm mad at Health Canada. It took me a long time. Like we went through a lot of growing pains and I was constantly like 15, honey, I, I'm just trying to follow the rules, okay? I just. I don't want to break the rules, okay? I just want to follow the rules. 15, and it was, you know, early days were tough. When my wife met me, she was like, she's a, she's a planner, and, and she would be like, okay, so tonight we're going out, how many drinks are you gonna have? And I'd be like, I don't know, I didn't really think that far uh, into my night, but uh, 10, maybe? <laughs> You're gonna have 10 drinks. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna have 10. I'm saying that when, when I was younger, I, I would have, 10 drinks. You used to have 10 drinks? Okay. What do you want to hear me say right now? What is the right thing to say to make this problem go away? Uh, besides the fact that I'm booking myself a trip to Mexico to an all-inclusive. Um, I, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I didn't know. We, we, we took a long time to get to 15, following the rules, and now two. And I know in this room right now, there's probably people who are like, Aren't you Muslim? Like, should you not even be drinking? Don't throw that in my face right now, okay? This is not the time for that. I don't know, we'll figure it out. The good news is, uh, the good news is that The Bachelor is back on television, so my wife's not paying that much attention to how I'm drinking anymore, so that's, yeah. Let's get this thing started. Everybody feels good? All right, let's do it. I'm very excited to bring this guy up. Very good buddy of mine. One of my favorite people that I've met since I've lived in Toronto. He is a regular on Laugh Out Loud. If you know our show, if you know Accent on Toronto, you've seen him, you've loved him, you've enjoyed him. Everybody give it up for Arthur Simeon.
Hello, Toronto. Good evening. Thank you. That's very kind. Thank you for pretending you know who I am. I love that. Thank you. I am excited to be here. I actually flew in uh, to do this show specifically for you guys. You're welcome. And uh, I had a very eventful flight. Uh, I flew into Toronto. And uh, so here's the thing. When I fly, I like to book the emergency exit row seats because I'm a tall guy. I like my leg room. And so I book the emergency exit row seats, or as I like to call it, first class for peasants. You know, it's like, it's like I have the leg room of first class, but I'm still surrounded by the riffraff. You know, I'm still surrounded by the riff, but I let them know, because they let me on the plane first, I'm like, I'm better than you, I'm better than you. Because I sit down first, I'm like, I'm better than you, I'm better than you, I'm $87, better than you. Um, I'm not in the closed cut-in section of the plane yet, but I'm $87 closer than the rest of you peasants. So, I'm sitting on the plane, I'm ready to go, I have my legs stretched out, I have my iPad ready, I have my snacks on the go, and 15 minutes in, a fighter walks up to me and goes, excuse me, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to retract your legs. And I was like, excuse me? And she was like, I'm going to have to ask you. I'm like, no, I heard what you said, I just don't understand why. And she's like, well, you're sitting in the emergency exit row, if we need to use the emergency exit, your legs will be blocking the rest of the passengers. I was like, I don't think you know how emergency exits work. Because if we need to use that emergency exit, these legs will be the first through that exit. These legs are attached to these arms that are going to 100% open that exit in case of an emergency. I won't even wait for you to tell me. The moment I feel the plane just bubble, I'm like, yeah, that's the one, that's the one, let's go. What do you mean, my legs are, what has happened on this flight that everyone else is trying to jump over me? And I'm just sitting there being like, yeah, you guys go ahead, you guys go ahead. I'll meet you downstairs, you guys go ahead. <laughs> has the plane been split in half? Is that what's happening? that my torso is flying around somewhere, but my legs are still an inconvenience to everyone. In that case, we don't need the emergency exit. A new one has opened up on the flight. <sighs> the police was waiting for me at Pearson when we landed. Um, but I'm happy, I'm happy to be in Toronto. Toronto is a wonderful, we've had some beautiful weather. I was walking around, I love, walking around the city, and I had a uh, moment some of you might be able to relate to. Uh, you ever see someone you don't want to talk to, but it's too late because you've already seen each other? Because <laughs> sometimes you have enough time. You see them before they see you, and you run into whatever building is nearby. There's, I'm going to run into this funeral home real quick. I'm just... Um... No, but it was too late, and it was my ex-girlfriend. We had seen each other. I'm like, okay, let's make this quick, painless, and easy. I said hi to her. She said hi right back. And then she looked at me, and she goes, is that a new shirt? <laughs> I know, most of you are like, that's a pretty innocent, small talk question. No, it's not, okay? Because we've been broken up for nine years. We've been broken up for nine years. <laughs> I hope every shirt that I own is a new shirt to you, you lunatic. What do you mean? Is that a new shirt? Did you expect to find me in the same threads you left me in nine years ago? 
just waiting to run into you on the street like a weirdo. What do you, I've gained 65 pounds. <laughs> since we broke up, okay? Every shirt that you remember is now a crop top. What do you mean is that a new shirt? I was so mad, but I couldn't say anything because it was in fact a new shirt. It was a new shirt. She could tell from my confidence. I hate her so much. Um, no, sorry, what? Oh, I love Toronto. I love this, yeah, yeah, amazing city where you pay people to live with you <laughs> while you pay their mortgage. That's a different story though, that's a different Toronto. I love it, I'm walking around, but I miss, like some people are not built for the city. I'm just gonna tell you right now, some of you are in this room right now, you're not built for Toronto, stop it, okay? When someone says, the traffic, I'm like, that's how cities work. That's how cities work. It's a congestion of people, and that's how, and this is how I know that some people are not built for the city. I'll tell you right now, I live in a condo building, we have a Facebook group, and one day, a lovely woman was like, I uh, would like to uh, raise attention to something, I would like us to have a petition, we should petition the building manager to ban smoking on the balconies, because I was trying to enjoy a nice sunny afternoon on my balcony, and someone was smoking on their balcony, and I could smell the cigarettes and the weed, and it ruined my afternoon, so I want to petition people to stop smoking on their balconies. And yes, it was a white woman. Um, but you already knew that. You already knew that. And, and I read this and I say it's a white woman because only a white person would want to own the air outside. Do you understand how insane it is? To be like, no, I've bought myself an apartment and also the air around it. That is mine now. And I was worried, because I was worried. I was like, do I live with a bunch of idiots who are going to accept this kind of behavior? And I'm telling you right now, the entire building that has never agreed on anything before came together to tell this woman to go to hell. Do you understand the joy? There were 275 comments on the Facebook thread, and there's only 115 people in the building. Do you understand? Some people came back for seconds to be like, you know, no, the first one wasn't enough. I was so happy. I was like, yeah, it's my building. Because we've gone through so much. We've gone through so much, okay? And I discovered things in the last few years that I didn't know about myself. Like, I didn't know I was built for stage one lockdown, okay? I didn't know that. I found that out when the government was like, don't go anywhere, stay in your homes. This is how we protect each other. I was like, no, I talk to strangers for a living. What do you expect me to do? And they were like, no, 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 the LCBO and the cannabis store will be delivering. <laughs> and I was like, I'm listening. And sure enough, booze and weed say showing up to my door. And I was like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> I'm an immigrant. My family is in Uganda. They were like, are you coming home for lockdown? I was like, no, Canada is cooking right now. <laughs> Toronto is cooking right now. They're like, don't you miss us? I'm like, not enough, not enough. <laughs> to be honest with you, if I get the right kind of weed, I forget you exist, to be honest. <laughs> And then in the middle of that, they were like, oh, by the way, we're also going to send you some money in the mail. I was like, shut up. Don't tease me, Justin. Don't tease me. 
And sure enough, the paychecks are showing up. I was like, no, no, don't send them to me. Send them straight to the liquor store. Don't. And the cannabis store, cut out the middleman. I don't need that. I found out things about my friends too. Okay, because we've been talking as a society, we're like, oh, we need to get vaccines to protect each other. And one of my friends was like, I'm not getting the vaccine. I was like, why? Did you talk to your doctor? And he's like, no, no, no. I watched a 15-minute YouTube video. I'm now an expert on vaccines. I was like, no, that's not how that works, okay? Because you would never get on a flight where the pilot was walking through the airport being like, yeah, I just watched a 15-minute video. I think I know how to fly a plane. <laughs> but because my, my friends are, how do I put this politely? Uh, too stupid to be anti-vaccine. Do you understand? Like that is the only, and I'll tell you why, because one of my friends was like, I'm not going to get the vaccine because they made it too fast. They made it too fast. I was like, based on what experience of making vaccines? <laughs> also, you know what else they make too fast? Burgers at A&W at three in the morning. <laughs> And I've never seen you complain. You ever been an A&W at three in the morning? You're like, can I get the mama? Why is it already in front of me? Why is it already? He's <laughs> like, no, 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 I can't get the vaccine because I don't know what's in it. I don't know what's in it. I was like, even if they gave you the list of ingredients, you still wouldn't know what was in it, <laughs> okay? You've misspelled popcorn in every one of our group chats. Okay? I don't think you're the authority on this one. Also, I've seen you get a lap dance in Grand Prairie, Alberta. <laughs> but we're getting crazy. We're getting too entitled in this city. And the reason I understand is because we have all forgotten. It's been a few years now, and we have forgotten that this city had a poop thrower. Do you remember the poop thrower? Oh, see, some of you don't even know what I'm talking about, but some of you are, oh, you're like, don't bring this back. Oh, I am bringing it back. <laughs> this man deserves his flowers. Do you understand that for about 48 hours in this city, none of us were leaving the house? Because the police was like, there's a guy throwing poop on people. And I found this out because I was working on a radio show with a friend and they told me there's a poop thrower out there. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's the whitest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I went on and on on my little self-righteous racist rant to my friend. And she waited for me to finish my rant before showing me a photo of the suspect. And it was a black guy. <laughs> A black guy was throwing poop. I was like, don't do that. We already have enough problems. Why? Are you, do you understand? I couldn't buy a bucket for two years. Do you understand? I couldn't. Just walk into a Canadian town. Like, Can I get a bucket? They're like, no, we know what you're going to use it for. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> get out. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of The Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at The Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart, and for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. 
Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. So some of you are wondering, is he going to talk about racism? And is he pro or anti? And... For the most part, anti, anti-racism. I find racism to be such a waste of time. It's bigotry, it's based on ignorance and fear, and we shouldn't have that. And the reason it upsets me so much, yeah, you can clap for that, you can clap for that. We shouldn't have. And that's why I like a show like Accent on Toronto that celebrates the diversity we have in our society and in our city right now. Because here's the thing, the thing that frustrates me the most about all the irrational hate we have in our society, be it racism or homophobia, transphobia, the reason I hate it so much is because it takes away from the good kind of hate that we could have. Do you understand? (laughs) I'm not one of those people who's here to say like, oh no, we should all get along. No, 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 no. We should get rid of the irrational, irrational uh, hate that's built on fear and ignorance and focus on the good kind of hate we could all have in our society. For example, cyclists. Do you understand? (laughs) Oh. Oh, every time one of my cycling friends like, oh, a car hit me today. I'm like, they didn't finish the job. They didn't finish. (laughs) They didn't finish the job. Cyclists are some of the worst people on the planet. They can't decide whether they're motorists or pedestrians, so they inconvenience everybody. I'm like, no, take them all out. Take them all out. (laughs) People who organize potlucks, stop that. We don't need that. Do you understand? (laughs) You ever been talking to someone, you think they're a really cool person, and then they're like, actually, as a Pisces, you're like, oh, I want to set you on fire right now. That is the good kind of hay we could have in society. Do you understand? If any of you were walking by Trinity Bellwoods or High Park and someone was like, hey, they just lynched someone in the park, you'd be like, oh my goodness, race them. But no, 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 no. It was a cyclist on their way to a potluck <laughs> who also believes the moon of Aquarius is going to help them find a lover. You'd be like, the world is healing. Let's do this. I don't want to make it seem like it's all bad, though, because we live in Toronto. And one of the things I love about Toronto is that there's so many interracial couples. I saw some of you walking in today. I see some of you in the crowd. I love seeing interracial couples because, one, it means all of us are discovering that genitals are fun regardless of what color they come in. (laughs) Yeah. Second, I selfishly love seeing interracial couples. Because there's no one more confident in Toronto right now than a white person dating a non-white person. Ooh, they walk around with their chest out because they know you can't call them racist. (laughs) They're always like, I'm better than you. And that's why they never walk around with their partners. Oh, no, no, they always walk 10 steps ahead because they want the reveal. They want the reveal. They want to walk into the Danforth Music Hall and be like, yeah, all of you are looking at me and you think I'm a regular white person. (laughs) Some of you might even think I'm racist, but you're wrong because in three, two, one, Japanese wife, yeah, deal with it. Then they say outlandish things like, actually, in Japanese culture, I'm like, your wife grew up in New Brunswick. I will fight you. (laughs) But while we have racism here, let's use it for good things. I was taking the subway the other day, and I get on the platform, and this couple making out, they're really passionate. And I was like, that's disgusting. (laughs) 
But that's one way to wait for the train. Once the train gets here, they'll put an end to that foolishness. We get on the train, they don't stop. Instead, they rump it up. Now the guy's going under the shirt. It's getting very graphic. We're on the subway. It's a family place. I couldn't just tell them to stop, so I went for the next best thing. I went and stood next to them. I closed my eyes and I made this sound. I was like, mmm. Oh, yeah. And then I licked my lips. And when I opened my eyes, they had left. They had left. And then I looked around and no one was laughing. Funniest thing I've ever done. No one was laughing. And that's when I realized no one knows who I am. All they saw was a giant black man walk up to a very passionate white couple and make it a threesome without their permission. That's all they saw. Toronto, you've been lovely. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Good night. To, uh, to the cyclists in the audience, uh, the views and opinions expressed on this stage are not the... Director emails directly to a Simeon at you. No, uh, there will be there will be emails, but that's Arthur Simeon. Let's let him know one more time. A show this size that has been selling out for I think 20 years plus now takes a lot of work. So I just wanted to say some thank yous. I'm going to name some names and we'll we'll, we'll applaud for them. Susan McReynolds, Ruth Zodu, Manusha Janakaram, Prasanna Rajagopalan, Jennifer Williams, Zoila Lascano, and Liz Bowie. Thank you to all of them for putting in a ton of work. In the background, in the shadows, our CBC technicians, uh, Kyle Kudasevich and Roberto Capretta make this night sound really good on radio. They're behind the curtains over there. Thank you, guys. I definitely want to thank George Kohler. You, got, you bring such a cool vibe to the stage. Thank you so much, George. The Danforth Music Hall technicians and the staff, Cameron, Tanya, and Luke, let's say congratulations and thank you to them. And of course, Accent on Toronto is, is produced by Tracy Rideout. Unfortunately, she could not be here, but I would like to introduce to you the new executive producer of comedy at CBC. And his name is Lee Pitts. He's my new boss, a wonderful, wonderful dude. He's come to us from Newfoundland. And, uh, and a final thank you to all of you. Thank you so much for supporting live comedy and the CBC. I'm Ali Hassan. We'll see you again. Thank you. Hello, all. Ali Hassan here again. I hope you enjoyed our show today, which is part of our live recording of Accent on Toronto at the Danforth Music Hall. And since that show in October, Arthur Simeon, just wrapped up a month-long tour of this country with the 2023 Just for Laughs comedy tour. And you can head to arthursimeon.com to find more of his upcoming shows and more of his stand-up comedy. And I also wanted to remind you to head to our website, cbc.ca slash laughoutloud, to get tickets for our upcoming live comedy shows. We've got a bunch coming up this winter, and I'm pretty excited about it. We will be back in Niagara-on-the-Lake as part of the Icebreakers Comedy Festival on Saturday, January 27th. We'll be in Ottawa at the Schenkman Center for the Arts on Friday, February 16th. 
And for the first time ever, Laugh Out Loud will be doing a live show in Whitehorse at the Yukon Arts Center on March 6th. I performed a solo show in Whitehorse last year. I fell in love with the city and the people. And now we're going back with a stellar lineup of comedians. So these are all guaranteed to be amazing shows. And you know what? Tickets to these shows are also guaranteed to be great Christmas gifts for the comedy lover in your life. That is it for today. Thank you again for listening to Laugh Out Loud on CBC Radio 1 and the CBC Listen app. I'll see you back here real soon. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.